0: In today's episode, I answer three mindset-related questions about suck-out tilt, convincing the wife, and handling down swings. Welcome to Smart Poker Study, y'all. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi, and I really do want to thank you for spending a little bit of study time with me. Maybe you're uh, running on the treadmill, riding the bike, lifting some weights, basically exercising, right? Exercising that body at the same time. Listen to this podcast, exercising that mind and hopefully improving your poker skills as well. Thank you very much once again for listening. If you want to go to the show notes page for today to see kind of a little um uh I guess transcript of everything or of the three questions and the answers I'm going to give, just go to smartpokerstudy.com/slash pod three zero five. Now, today's going to be three different mindset-related questions from audience members that I'm going to answer. Now, If you have one of these or if one of these issues strikes a chord with you, great, right? You're going to learn a little something. Hopefully, you're going to have an idea of what you can take to the felt, practice mindset-related stuff. But if you have a friend of yours who you know suffers uh, from a downswing right now and they're mentally just beat up over it or maybe just random tilt kind of problems as well, just send your friend to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod305. All right, let's get to the three questions. Gambate. This is damn exciting stuff. So question number one comes to us from Mike Langford, and it's about handling suck out tilt. He says, I love your podcast. It's been very helpful as I try to improve my game. So thank you. I've been struggling with a specific tilting situation. Mine is a variation of the suck-out tilting reason, but specifically, it's when I'm going all-in preflop with a premium hand, getting called by one other player, seeing that I have over 50% equity, (gasps) then losing. The tilt comes when I lose like a 70-30 spot, and this has happened several times in the last few days. Now, Mike goes on to explain a few other things. He's a sit-and-go player, so these all-in pre-flop stuff happen uh, quite a bit for sit-and-go players, you know? And he goes on also to say, the thing I'm struggling with is that I'm quite math-oriented, and to keep losing 70-30s and never get the reverse suck out is tilting. So I started tracking all of my shoves, and sure enough, I've lost 5 out of 6 flips and lost 4 out of 9 where I had more than 70% equity. What advice do you have to avoid this math-based tilt? I have definitely done push-ups as you've recommended in the past, and I love that one, and I figure that in the long run I'm going to be good. I'm getting the right, or I'm getting into the right spots in these 70-30s, but to keep losing these is seriously frustrating. All right, Mike, thank you very much for this email. Now, overall, it sounds like acceptance is your mental game or your tilt issue, not mathematics or anything. It's just accepting it, right? So here's a few different things. I actually have five different points for you. This is going to kind of be a long answer. So number one is to choose to be happy when you get it in with the best hand, right? You've run the math. You know that you're better than a 50-50. Maybe you're 70-30. So be happy with that. Your attitude is in your control 100%. If you choose to only think about losing that 65-35 situation, then yeah, you're going to get upset and you're going to tilt over it, right? But if you focus on the fact that, and you're grateful for the fact that your opponent made a mistake, they screwed up, they handed you that theoretical value when you got it in with a better hand, they got it in with the worse hand, you're going to be more likely to keep the anger uh, like at bay and avoid that tilt. Now, thing number two is that, this is what you signed up for when you became a poker player, right? There's luck involved and chance involved with every single hand that you play. That's just an integral part of the game of poker. There's going to be five cards coming out on the flop, and also, of course, you don't know what your opponent holds. Now, these kind of bad beats and suckouts, this, like I said, it comes with poker. Are you really going to let losing a sixty-five thirty-five or a seventy thirty spot? Are you going to let that tilt you every single time? If so, guess what. <laughs> If you're a 65-35 favorite, let's say, you're going to lose, in the long run, 35% of the time. That's one out of every three of these you're going to lose. Are you really going to let this, 33% of the time for the rest of your poker career, are you going to let it tilt you and get you angry every single time? If so, poker might not be the game for you. Like You have to learn to weather these storms, deal with these things with some emotional equanimity right there, and don't let this crap that you expect to happen, don't let it tilt you. Now, thing number three, I want to play for you a little uh, two-minute and about 30-second podcast episode that I did a long time ago. It's a Walking Wednesday episode, and it's all about the fact that you signed up for these kind of beats when you became a poker player. Here it is. Welcome to Walking Wednesday. Earlier today, I was on a Uh, On a Facebook thread, and actually I believe it was in our own Facebook discussion group for Smart Poker Study, and one of the um, respondees, one of the people within the thread, mentioned that they had a coach who one of his deals, one of his uh, uh, mental game, mm, I guess techniques you could call it, was to, every time he plays poker, and every time something bad happens... He's, he thinks to himself, this is what I signed up for. You know, with poker, there's variance no matter what, no matter what form. Some forms have higher variance like PLO, while others maybe like, a, you know, Limit Hold'em and that kind of thing. Uh, five card draw, those might have lower variance, gain, or those might be of lower variance. But, you know, for most of us, we're playing No Limit Hold'em, man. and No Limit Hold'em, Variance is name, the name of the game. You know, you can flop a set and easily, you know, board comes four flush, and you just got a fold, or you got it all in on the set, and they flushed out on you. Whatever the case is, Variance happens, bad beats happen, a good hand can turn bad really quickly. Out of nowhere, you can lose two or three buy-ins in the cash games. You can lose your entire tournament 100 big blind stack in the very first round. I mean, bad things can happen. But as long as you keep in mind that this is what you signed up for, you're not playing poker so that you win every single hand. You're not playing so that you win every single tournament, although that would be pretty freaking nice. Eventually, that would be pretty darn boring as well. If you're always guaranteed winning, well, what fun is it? You know, the fun comes from the potential of loss and then actually playing well and winning that's where the fun in poker comes from that's where the profit comes from as well if you just won every hand you wouldn't enjoy it anymore so the next time you suffer that bad beat the next time your pocket aces turn into um you know a two buy-in loss or whatever 200 big line two buy-in loss just keep that in mind you signed up to be a poker player and poker players must deal positively with the variance involved in the game All right, so let's get to thing number four, and that's the math of this whole situation. As far as math is concerned, right? if you're a 65-35 or a 70-30 favorite, you should expect to lose roughly 35% of the time. The math that you told me is that you lost four out of the last nine times, or 44%. Well. Losing 44%, that's pretty darn close to 30 or 35%. And also, it's a small sample size, right? Since you're a math guy, Mike, you know that you cannot put much stock into an occurrence over a tiny sample size of nine. And so if we get back to like kind of an attitude idea, let's look on the bright side here. At least you've won more than 50% of these nine opportunities when you got it in with the best hand. And then thing number five that I want to talk to you about, Mike, is that I'm happy to hear that you've diagnosed at least this one thing that sets you off because you know this sets you off. You can now work to address it, right? So in every single play session, I want you to have the focus of I will not get angry and tilt when they suck out on me because this just leads to further losses and anger. And I experience this over and over again, and I'm not going to let it derail me anymore. That's the attitude that I want you to have. Maybe you can set like a Tabata timer to go off every five minutes and you can ask yourself when that timer goes off, how am I feeling right now? Am I angry and am I about to tilt? If so, why am I tilting? Why not choose to be happy in this moment? So focusing on this and keeping it top of mind is going to help you to control it. All right, I hope that answer was a five-part answer (laughs) was helpful for everybody else who might be not just Mike, but everybody else who might be suffering from this form or maybe any kind of form of anger and tilt. All right, so question two to us today comes to us from Doug, and it's in response to an email I sent him. I asked him, and everybody who's part of the email list, you get this email eventually, right? Three different questions. Uh, the third question is, how can I make smartpokerstudy.com better for you? And Doug answered kind of in a joking way. He said, not sure about this one, unless you can convince my wife to let me play and study more. And he said, maybe we can do a comical podcast on that. And so uh, I just want to cover that right now. I've had that same issue. I've been married for many years now, got a couple of kids, got a whole life outside of poker and stuff. Sometimes it's hard to uh, devote time to studying and to playing poker. So I know exactly what you're feeling here, Doug. But uh, I'm not going to do like a comical take on this. And but because this is probably an issue that a lot of you are dealing with husbands or wives that don't understand that you're playing poker they don't understand the time that you need to put into it to become a better player so i have some practical ways to convince your wife to let you play and study more so number one is to make sure to always complete any honeydews that she gives you so there's no kind of resentment there right she can't fire back at you like you say oh i'm gonna play some poker now but you haven't even cleaned the gutters yet no take care of any kind of honeydew list that she has for you ahead of time so that you're kind of free to play poker Second thing is deliver results. So, of course, this is going to require that you work hard and you study hard. Uh, you plug your leaks, you fix your weaknesses, you exploit your opponents, you play with purpose, you learn new skills, you earn lots of money, all that kind of stuff. Now what you're going to do, because you're making more money, you have to make the occasional withdrawal, $100, $150, buy her something nice, take her to dinner. If the restaurants around you are open right now, maybe take out an awesome lobster and steak dinner, whatever her favorite is, kind of shower her with some gifts that come from your poker profits. And the last tip is to wake up a little bit early, maybe 30 or 60 minutes before her. Make her some coffee so it's ready when she wakes up. Do your studying. Maybe even get in a couple sit-and-goes, some a 100 hands in a fast-fold game, that kind of a thing. And then start making breakfast for her just before that alarm goes off, right? She wakes up at 6.30 every day. You start the cooking at 6.25. Breakfast is ready at 6.45 by the time she gets off the toilet or whatever, right? So that's what you want to do. Those are my three answers there for you, Doug. All right, after the break, I'll hit you with one more question. So today's episode is brought to you by the pokerforge.com It's my one-of-a- kind poker training membership site. It is a course based membership. so there are seven different courses contained within the site for you to go through and I built it in a specific order to get you started with some quick wins up top and then you're going to work on your pre-flop game hand reading, uh, postflop C betting and other related strategies. but it's designed in such a way to get you working on those fundamental foundational skills first and then you start building upon that level. So if you're serious about taking action to improve your skills, thepokerforge.com is the place for you. It's a no-brainer. Please go to thepokerforge.com to join today. And I want to thank some more one-year members, Michael Kanzier, Al, Todd, Greg, Andreas, and Wayne Henderson. Thank you all so much for continuing your membership uh, for over a year now. I appreciate it. All right, and still my brand new book, Post Flop Online Poker is available on my own website and you go to smartpokerstudy.com slash poker, or you can find it on Amazon. And I want to thank my most recent buyers of this book, Fisher, Jonathan Anderson, Ilan, Ashley Kotomori, JD, Robert Martinez, and Gary Salinger. Thank you all so very much. If you want to pick this up for yourself in PDF, paperback, or... um, ebook, or audiobook, just go to smartpokerstudy.com slash postfloponlinepoker. All right, let's get to the third question. So question number three is about handling downswings, and it comes to us from James Roach. He says, Frustratingly, I'm in the midst of a 20 buy-in downswing over just 16,000 hands and getting very close to my threshold of moving down to 25 NL. I have the discipline to move down. There's no way I'm prepared to put my bankroll at risk, but it is disheartening. Have you got much experience of handling similar, sudden, and fairly awful downswings? I'm going to need to find some time to review my Tilt profile and see what I can do before it gets nasty. Cheers from James. All right, James, thank you very much for the question. Now, down swings happen to all of us. It's happened to me plenty of times, but I'll be honest, never as severely as it is for you. I've hit maybe five or eight buy-in down swings over a short uh, uh, span, but never 20 buy-ins down, right? That's, that's uh terrible. I feel, I feel for you there, but I deal with them in a few ways. So I'm going to give you three tips right now. Tip number one is I do not bemoan my luck, right? I don't like to think that it's just negative variance and it's going to work out eventually. Instead, when I'm in a downstream downswing, I treat it like I'm doing things wrong. Like it's all my own fault. I am making mistakes. Even if I'm not making mistakes, even if bad luck or luck is just running against me, I treat it like it's my own fault, right? I'm not a victim of luck right now. Everything that happens to me is my own doing. So I review my database and I look for mistakes to fix, right? Maybe it is all just bad luck. But like I said, I don't think of it that way. Uh, Maybe I'm losing a lot of money with second best hands or third best hands that I know I should fold. Maybe I'm getting it in uh, when I think I'm the favorite, but I'm actually a dog. Maybe I'm making calling mistakes, three betting mistakes. Maybe I'm chasing draws too often. Whatever it is, right? There's always mistakes that you can find and work on. So continue doing that. Now, thing number two is I take breaks, right? When you're in a big downswing and you're mentally just not there, you're mentally exhausted, you don't want to play your next session, you feel uh, anxiety when you fire up your software and you start getting on tables and you think to yourself, oh my God, I hope this isn't another losing day. When you think like that, take a break take a few days off as necessary, do some study, maybe a little bit of play. Um, Maybe you can even switch up and play some sit-and-goes or something, some cheap form of poker, just to try to bring the fun back into it because you're so disheartened, like you said. Now, these breaks, or maybe even playing a few other games and stuff, they help to re-energize me uh, so that when I get back to the felt at my normal games, uh, I just don't feel all that crappy anymore. Maybe I'm upbeat. I'm ready to take on the poker uh, poker luck and poker variance once again. All right, thing number three is I'll move down in stakes so that I can book some wins and feel pretty good, right? So like you said, you, thinking, you are thinking about moving down to 25 NL. That means you're at 50 NL. That means you're up against stronger players than the 25 NL players. Whatever level you're at. When you step down in stakes, you're going to encounter a lot more weaker players than at your current stakes. So try that. Play it for a few sessions and try to book some wins. If you're up half a buy-in after only 200 hands and you want to quit to book the win, go ahead and do it. If you're up half a buy-in after 50 hands, go ahead and quit. It's going to feel so good to finally book that win, even if it's just a little bit after you've been losing for so long, right? It's not like you're going to step down in stakes. If you step down in stakes, you're going to have to win 40 buy-ins to make up for that 20 buy-in loss right that you're going through right now. You're not trying to make back all the losses, but you want to feel good. You want to book a win, and that'll propel you to study and play more tomorrow. And one thing I recommend too, I guess this is thing number four. Listen back to episode 303 just two weeks ago. In that episode, I played Mindset Moment number six from Post Flop Online Poker. That mindset moment is called train the skill of tilt control. Uh, when you are experiencing these, experiencing these downswings and stuff, they can tend to tilt you. And I guess this actually goes back to the very first question from Mike. I guess this is thing number six that Mike can do as well. Go back, listen to that mindset moment number six and in or with, within that mindset moment, I give you three things that you can do or four things that you can do to start uh, working on the skill of tilt control. Number one is to recognize what tilts you. Number two, plan for tilt during your warm up. Number three, see those tilting situations before they happen. And number four, if you do experience tilt, uh, do a little post tilt evaluation. All right. Thank you so much for the question, James. challenge here's my challenge to you for this episode now i imagine that one of the questions hit home with you and my answer hopefully has inspired you to take action well get to it what are you waiting for action is the greatest teacher and you're going to get more from your time listening to this episode if you take action so now it's your turn to do exactly that and shabba dabba do something positive for your poker game oh that's it now get out there and be somebody Alrighty, y'all. Your learning is not complete until you visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com pod305. And I want to give you a mission. I want you to send one of your friends to this episode who you know is dealing with some kind of mental game issue. This might help them out, and they might be very thankful for your help. If you're down with taking action to improve your skills and you want to learn through seven different foundational skills or courses i'm sorry that build important skills one atop of the other the pokerforge.com is the place for you check it out today you can listen to my other podcast called daily poker tips by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash daily poker tips and until next time take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be